coming up on this week's episode of Dads on Film. Um, yeah, and after 15 right. minutes, uh, I turned it off because it was absolutely dreadful. Really oh, right, piece okay. of shit. So I went to like the out of hours place and they're like, oh God, yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> What's a name from that film? What's a name from that film we watched? Uh, I am out with your wife for two nights this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then the baby's like a year old. And you're like, what the f*** is going on? Kids, I've told you before, the more I am aware of your presence, the sooner we will have to go home. <laughs> if you want to stay up later, disappear. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. I've got a poorly elbow again. What was what was up with your elbow in the first? Sorry, sorry, that's the wrong way of saying the story. <laughs> I'll get. I'll, I'll retract that. I'm on antibiotics again. Oh. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've got a poorly elbow, Dave. What's <laughs> up so with the elbow? Yeah, I've got like a, I've, I've got like it's like inflamed. Mm. It's, I had like a little spot on it a few a few days ago, and I picked it. Oh, and then next minute, it starts to hurt a bit, and then next minute, it's properly like massive and red. So I went to like the out of hours place, and they're like, "Oh God, yeah, that's nasty." <laughs> Give me antibiotics, and I tried to drain it, and like now it's like spreading down my arm. So, oh God, you know, what have we after another, isn't it? What have we learnt? Um, don't pick a spot on my elbow. Correct. Because it's uh, looking like yeah. we're going to have to lose that arm soon. <laughs> don't pee in the lake. Don't pick spots on your elbow. <laughs> uh, it's been a summer. <laughs> it's been a summer of <laughs> numerous teachings for Gregory. <laughs> Yes. Oh, well. Like a pig in a cage on antibiotics. What's been going on with you? Well, we're back on nights, aren't we, Greg? We are back on nights. Fought to podcast. Yeah. I mean, summer is over. I mean, we've only been we've only been recording on the in the daytime strictly on bank holidays and uh, weekends, haven't we? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. But we are back yep. on nights. Yeah. I've got I've got a beer to prove it. Bit Moretti oh, nice. catch me one of them in my hand in the daytime. Uh, nope. Yeah. Uh, I need, how's... Oh, like a child, don't you? Yep, love it. What's been going on with your week? Tell me about it. Oh, tell me about we, it. Tell stud. me about it, stirred. Um, let me just try and remember what I've done. Give me a few moments. Probably not no. much. I went to my sister's Sounds. on Saturday because um, she was having a party for other ne- or some of our nephews and things like that. So I went there for a little bit. Um, we had some friends over, Beth and Jamie, Saturday afternoon, which was nice. Had a few beers. I made some some pretty killer gyros. Uh, they were really nice, nice. Uh, that I made from scratch. They were really real good. Um, Did you have chips in in them? I made wet. I made some like really nice wedges. So yeah, we had those. Um, I did some like cool. some like marinated chicken, some halloumi on these like big cool flatbread things. Um, it was good. I made some nice. some homemade tzatziki. Um, Imp- important question: mm. Have you uh, found the big rectangular flatbreads in Aldi? Yeah, I don't shop at Aldi anymore. I'm a, oh, I'm a Tesco man myself now. You posh bastard. What the hell? How can you Cheaper? It really on? works out no, cheap. It, trust me. It does. Yeah. Oh, Give it what? a go. Give it a go. Anyway. anyway. Aldi, Aldi big rectangular <laughs> flatbreads are the way forward. Yeah. Yeah. Way forward. Tesco do some pretty good nice. flatbreads, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that. And then Sunday. I definitely did something on Sunday. You went to Trafford Centre? You were there I went to the Trafford Centre. So, oh, yeah, I went to the cinema. We went oh, to you the went cinema. autism friendly screening, and then we went to the Trafford... Big burp, sorry. Went, then we went to the Trafford Centre to get some school shoes for Ben, and then we just chilled. It was nice. It was a low-key weekend, but it was good. How about yourself? Excellent. Well, it was like our first weekend, like, where we both finished work on Friday. Forever. 
and were like, yeah, the weekend, because yeah. obviously Jane's not working in hospitality anymore, so mm. that was cool. So, like, we had that Friday feeling. And we went around a fr- went, went around a friend's house on Friday evening with the kids. Um, we were cooked for, had some nice drinks. You know, one of them where you keep the kids up and just keep pushing yeah. it and pushing it and pushing yeah. it. I have a phrase that I say to the kids. I like, they come in pest you where you're there, like, you know, onto the third bottle of wine. And they go, Daddy, Daddy. I say, kids, I've told you before, the more I am aware of your presence, the sooner we will have to go home. If you want to stay up later, disappear. Um, so that's the motto like we live it. by. And, uh, yeah, we, we managed to about 11 o'clock, which is good. Uh, Saturday did a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Went to up to Tittlesworth mm. Reservoir, where there's that's a playground. Which Tittlesworth Reservoir was empty, interestingly. That's quite oh. a sight. You, big reservoir that's just drained, which is a yeah. sort of cut sign of the times. Uh, did a little cheeky, cheeky bit of geocaching. Oh yeah, Saturday night, our neighbour, uh, our neighbor, lovely neighbour Anne. She's called. Um, uh, she's um, she lives on her own. And she's got dogs and stuff like that. And but she loves like the kids being around and stuff like that. She goes, "I want to. Yeah. I've got a shed that I've coll- that's collapsed. I, but um, I thought we could have a little back to school party thing for the kids in the scout, like in the, oh. in the grounds of the scout up behind. So we made like a big bonfire out of her shed. Nice. Got bonfire going and uh, did a load of food and drinks and like she bought loads of like." Stuff for the kids like glow sticks Aww. and tattoos. She was bubbles and things like that. Just tattooing <laughs> the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with her, like one of them pens. Um, no, but Arthur, Arthur got it carried away with the tattoos. Face covered in tattoos. Nice. He looked like he'd been in prison. Like a, and then we, that's how we came to the traffic centre. <laughs> like a SoundCloud rapper covered in face tattoos. Yes, exactly yeah. like yeah, yeah, exactly like a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper. Um, and then we we bobbed over to the traffic centre on uh, Sunday, went to like a land discovery centre and just did a bit of last minute kids' uniform shopping. Uh, and that is about it. The summer holidays are over. We are mm. back to the routine. Uh, the nights are drawing in. Uh, I need to kind of mentally prepare myself for this. As we've spoken yeah. about before, I, I suffer from seasonal affective disorder. So uh, as we kind of march towards a bleaker winter than ever mm. with everything that's going on. I need to kind of find ways to stay buoyant. And uh, you're going to help me do that, David? Yes. <laughs> so keep the films cheery. Keep keep the films cheery. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see how we get on. Yeah. Right. Have you watched so, any... Uh, have before we get, any yeah, before we movies. get into comments, movies, let's talk movies. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, neither have I. No, not a um, yeah. Well, a, a very, very thin episode of Dads on Film this week. <laughs> I've not seen any films. I've watched they, a they lot of. Uh, I've watched a lot of TV, and I've turned two films off that I started watching. Uh, one was okay. a film I put on this film on Saturday night um, called The Replacements that came out in like 2000. It's this, um, you know, like off the back of like all those like you know, uh, inspirational American football films like Remember the Titans and uh, Coach okay. Carter and all that sort of stuff. So this film, The Replacements, came yes. out. And I watched it years ago. Probably when I was at uni, and I really liked it. And it stars Gene Hackman as this, like, American football like, okay. um, scout. And what it is is, like, the, the team goes on strike. So they've got to get repl- a replacement team at, like, the last minute to play, like, four games. So the, the mm. it's the sort of, like clutching at straws for who they can get and it's like a proper mismatched team and it's all people he's like kept his eye on over the years so it's like uh john favreau is this like swat police SWAT team member who like used to be a footballer and he's an absolute like nutcase so they have him uh reese fans is a football um like a soccer you know proper english football player who's like been watching him recently and House of Dragon. Well, he's got an amazing kick on him, so they get him in. And Keanu Reeves is the rookie, uh, and yeah, all this sort of stuff. And I, I remember really enjoying it back in in two thousand. And after about fifteen minutes, I turned it's called. it off. It's called the replacements. Um, yeah, and after fifteen right. minutes, uh, I turned it off because it was absolutely dreadful. Really, oh, right. piece okay. of shit film. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Budget fifty million dollars. Box office yeah. fifty point one million dollars. <laughs> you <laughs> do the math. Suspect they fudged the numbers. <laughs> They've kind of fudged the numbers there. Just to like just to, just about justify it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Wow. Okay. And then, well, I, yeah. Thanks for watching that. So and I the other the other one uh, the other one was Jurassic Park Dominion. Max hasn't seen it. 
popped it on and we got about 20 minutes in and she just looked at me and was like, this is rubbish. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we hey, turned it on. <laughs> remember this guy from one of the first films? Well, let's see what he's doing now. Let's go and see what they're doing now. Let's see what they're doing now. Let's find a way to bring them all together in one place. It's, it's so like, boring it's like though. The first, like, the first like half an hour is so slow and it's talking about like yeah. the crops and all that. So remember like with those like giant locust things and it's like they're talking about yeah, these yeah. G, uh, G, like, you know, mod- these modified crops. It's so dull. Like, Where are yeah. the dinosaurs? <laughs> Show me some dinos. And they look, well, yeah, when they do, they, they look do. crap anyway, but there you go. Uh, but I've watched a lot of television, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later on, Gregory. How cool. about you, anything? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, no, mainly telly. Uh, I've, I've, to be honest with you, I, I know it's not your thing. I've just been watching a lot, a lot of the old soccer ball. Uh, that on the weekends around the house, which, you know, uh, you're not even in the fantasy league this year, are you? That's, um, yeah, I am. Uh, usually I'm third. Oh, are you actually? Oh, right, well done. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was second earlier this week, but, you know. Oh, it's, obviously, you probably just can't see I'm me at the top. terrible. <laughs> I've been keeping up with House of Dragon. I've been keeping up with She-Hulk. Uh, I have. We have. We are slowly sort of going back to the beginning of Stranger Things. Ah, and like, okay. That's been on whilst I've been Jane. Jane can't remember it at all. I know the first mm. season. I've seen it a few times, but I've just been doing some work whilst that's been on. So we hopefully get to the point of that where it's kind of new to yeah, me, yeah. Uh, at some point soon. Um, and that I think is about it. Have we had any messages? Yes, we've had a few messages this week. Chris has messaged um, off the back of our discussion the other week about films that need sequels or films that you you would want to see a sequel. He said District 9, that film is dying for a sequel and then he said off the back of another conversation that we had a few weeks ago when we were talking about like food films um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said Goodfellas because the whole pri- right. the whole prison scene where they're yeah. you know they're talking us through prison the best gravy. cut of marinara and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, mm. Mm. meatballs. Yeah, boy. Oh, Have we got any more messages, Greg? Yes, Mister Matthew Lever. What's Matthew's second James. name? James. Has he got middle name? James. Yeah, I was going to say Matthew James. Yeah. Mister Matthew James Lever the third has emailed <laughs> us uh, to say. Uh, films that should have sequels. Number one, Rock and Roller. We were literally promised the real Rock and Roller at the end of the first film, but all the actors' careers went stratospheric, so scheduling it must have been impossible. Number two, Tintin. The first was brilliant, and again, we were teased a continuation of the story, but we never got it. Number three, Dread. Ten years after the first, I still want a sequel, this time not confined to just a mega block. I want a day in the life of Judge Dread out on patrol in Mega City One. Oof. I love Lee. Lever just comes out, he, he just is creative mm. with his thinking. Yeah, I, I don't know where you have the time to think up these <laughs> very well thought out and um, you know, with full rationale. Yeah. Or, 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 that and, is, yeah. And I agree with two of them. Rock and Roller, I'm not that bothered about because it was fine and it was cocky. It's yeah. one of those, you know, you know, it's a cocky film where at the end of it it goes, Rock and Roller will return for the real rock. You know, like when it promises you a sequel, it's like, oh, yeah, right, okay, then, good, great. But uh, uh, Tintin, the first Tintin was great. I still think you should show Arthur it. I think he'd really, really enjoy it. Um, and uh, Dread, what a film, absolutely brilliant. Alex Garland directed, real good stuff. Uh, right, yeah, okay. there you go, cool. Um, Cool. One thing I just wanted to talk to you about really quickly before we get into the episode. It's a little bit film related. Yeah. So one of our uh, w- one of our kind of fondest kind of memories and something that sort of shaped us growing up was the beautiful comedic comedy folk duo Flight of the Concords. Yes, would you oh, agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Oscar-winning member, third most popular. Third, yeah, oh, what are they called? Yeah, what are they called comedy themselves? duo, and the the uh, the, um, the 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 second one, the second most popular is uh, Might of the Concords, a, a Flight of the Concords tribute band, who are more popular than that. <laughs> wow, uh, I need to find a, I need to find exactly how they build themselves. Yeah. Flat the Conquers is formerly New Zealand's fourth most popular guitar-based digibongo a cappella gangster rap folk <laughs> rap folk, <laughs> folk comedy duo. <laughs> Sorry, anyone? Amazing. Anyway, are you, please tell me. Please tell me we get the Flat the Conquers film or something. Um, 
No, so no, that that would be in news. Um, but no, no. So uh, one, the the Oscar winning member of Flight of the Concords, uh, Brett McKenzie, has released an album yeah. called uh, Songs Without Jokes. So it's just a stat, like it's just a serious <laughs> album. Um, and I quite like it. I just wanted to throw that in. I it's quite enjoy good. it. It's it's very like uh, it's very sort of. Eighties, nineties, Elton John, Billy Joel, that kind of thing. It's uh, which yeah. I think is a good thing. It's it's really nice. It's the they're just super quirky. So it's they're not necessarily yeah they're not funny. They're not joke songs, but they're all they all seem even when he's singing about like serious stuff, they all seem quite lighthearted yeah. because 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 to be fair, he's not the best singer. Like you know, he's a great singer, but he doesn't have like the you know the best voice. It's very yeah. like you kind of no, waiting no, no. for him, waiting for a punchline. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's I, but it's good. I, I, I love without joke. I love the way the title. I love the way the title in itself gives an insight into his creative process. Yeah. Being sat there thinking, <laughs> yeah. right, I want to do an album that's not piss tape, not funny. I thought, right, so I've done the album. Oh, if I've released this and everyone who likes Fight the Conqueror is going to listen to it, think it's going to be really funny, and then they'll be like, really disappointed. What am I going to call it? You can, almost, <laughs> you can feel yeah. those. Right, I'll just have to say it songs without jokes. Mm. I love that. That's uh, yeah. spot on. It's nice. spot on. Yeah, okay, brilliant. David, I've got a question for you. Okay, Gregory, what is that question? What on earth is coming up on, I don't know, season four, episode 17 of Dad's on Film? Yes, I don't correct. know what this is. Yeah, okay. Good. Okay. Cue that music. Okay, next we are looking at last week's movie chain, which was War Dogs. Then we are going to have some film news. After that, we'll have probably have a little bit of TV chat. Then we're going to look at a new release of Netflix this week, I Came By. We're going to have a little, very quick So Solid you for you. Then we'll be jumping back on that movie train, looking at what's on the box, and wrapping this puppy up. Shall we do it, Gregory? Yeah, take a breath. We're diving in. So, this week, the movie train has come down the Bradley Cooper line, I believe, mm. from uh, A Star is Born, yep. all the way to Todd Phillips' War Dogs, a film that I have you know, been aware of some time, but for some reason never brought myself uh, to actually watch. So this stars Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. It's based on a true story. Jonah Hill plays Ephraim uh, Diveroli, and Miles Teller plays David Pacuz, uh, and mm. uh, they are uh, school childhood friends who, uh, through circumstances, bring them back together uh, as uh, essentially war, what do you call it? Arms dealers. Um, uh, arms dealers, <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. I'm looking for. Use your words, Greg. Uh, arms dealers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they end up uh, sort of ducking and diving in order to secure government contracts. They bid on government contracts in order to mm. be able to uh, sell arms to uh, uh, the US forces in Iraq and Afghanistan yeah. uh, through some questionable, questionable, questionable means at times. Um, <laughs> and uh, but it's it's a it's kind of a comedy. It's I think it's billed as a black comedy. It's definitely got yeah. humorous elements to it. Uh, obviously, Jonah Hill cut. Um, you know, most famous for his comedies, and you know, probably just before this, he'd probably done Twenty One Jump Street, and obviously way before that, yeah, uh, Super Bad. Uh, Miles Teller, uh, not so much a comedy actor. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know whether this is this is bef- is this before Whitlash? It is before Whitlash. Yes, I think so. Yeah, this. Um, but nevertheless, they they work. They have quite a screen presence together um, yeah. as as a as a pair, and. I'll just go all out and say I absolutely love this film. I really genuinely love this film. <laughs> like, like the story is quite uncomfortable. Like, seeing these guys making so much money through through war, and that's kind of part of the point of it, really. And the Diamas plays uh, Miles Teller's uh, David Pakus' girlfriend is, um, and she's kind of like the moral touchstone of the story. Kind of, mm. she you know very much sort of. Uh, again, then originally kept in the dark, and then becomes more aware of what they're doing, and is quite sort of outspoken about it. Um, but the most wonderful thing for me is Jonah Hill is basically playing an extrapolation of Seth from Superbad, and he's in, in very much in the mannerisms, but also you know his his almost arrogant 
ignorance and naivety, which is the foundation of all his success in this business. But it's also a similar way to how Seth has that has his sort of success in Superbad. Like he he is um, a fool essentially yeah. in both films, but ultimately because he doesn't care about looking the fool, that is why he's sort of so ballsy and ultimately successful. Um, and and I texted you, didn't I, and said, this film could so easily be like a dark sequel <laughs> to Superbad, where this, this yeah. Seth comes back 10 years later and he's an arms dealer. And you just kind of go, yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I, I, I kind of get it. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I really loved it. I mean... Uh, Todd Phillips for me this is this is this for me is the piece of the jigsaw puzzle for for Todd Phillips yeah. in joining up from Hangover how he got from Hangover to Joker because this is definitely somewhere yeah. in between you know um, yeah it's it's got serious yeah and you can see it, it you can see that step can't you you can see like absolutely it makes sense you go okay Hangover Hangover Part Three like dreadful film whatever but then like then this and then Joker yeah. and you can you can connect those dots and go yeah all right that yeah. kind of makes sense actually I get it yeah yeah definitely definitely um, I, I, I was I was thoroughly gripped I thought um, you know both of their performances brilliant I think and Diamas I think is amazing for so many different reasons uh, I think it's just incredible this um, could I think this was the film um, and just to make a correction from earlier this is after Whiplash actually there was there was a film when she, she had a breakthrough film where she couldn't actually speak English and she just basically learned English I know yeah didn't I tell you this the other week the lines. Maybe didn't I tell did. you this the other week yeah maybe I, I didn't I think, it, yeah so, so basically she got she got somebody to record all the lines for her and she just learnt them phonetically uh, because she couldn't speak English. That's what Alicia Vikander did. Um, f- I can't remember what. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever whatever Alicia Vikander's first English-speaking role was, she did the same thing and just got a friend to record it. and <laughs> She just learned right. it from there, which is pretty pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Duncan Jones wow. did that, but vice versa for um, Pan's Labyrinth. Obviously, he's American. Ah, yeah, uh, when he played, like, you know, the guy with the hat, you know, this guy, the goat man. Uh, he got yeah, yeah, a guy, yeah. somebody to record all the Spanish for him, and then he just learned it, learned it which is, yeah, he was ah, like, it's cool. not, he said, I don't recommend it, but there you go. Um, and and so, so and sorry, the, and the final mm-hmm. thing is, I, I seem to have seen so many films with Bradley Cooper in recently. Um, <laughs> and, but he is the reason we, we have come to arrive at this film. Yeah. And, um, I just think his presence in this film is fantastic. He, again, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's no surprise. He was cast in this film. Clearly, Todd Phillips got a relationship with him. Uh, no, they the both, of, uh, the uh, both, he produces a lot of his films. Whether he's got so. um, a stake in uh, Green Hat Productions, which is Todd Phillips' thing, because he, he um, ah, Bradley, okay. Co- Bradley Cooper produced uh, Joker. Ah, no way. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, this character is. Sort of different again um, to yeah. anything. I can't think of anything I've seen Bradley Cooper do that's sort of very similar to this. It's just that you don't see a great deal of him. He probably has. Um, you can probably fit the number of lines he has on a sh- one page, uh, but there's a real sort of cool presence about him. So he he plays um, Henry Girard, who is an ar- another arms dealer, but. Um, like it, he he plays the role of this sort of interim, and he's got a lot more sort of higher status, and he's a lot more notorious than these boys. But that they sort of get involved with him. But he is ba- based apparently on a real character, a real person called Heinrich Thomet. Uh, and I don't know to what extent that was in this, but um, Henry Gerard isn't isn't the real character. He's based on someone else. But I think he's just wonderful, yeah. uh, and I think he's genuinely quite terrifying because of how sort of little yeah. He says in part, and it's so. that slightly lazy eye that he's got in it, or like slightly—is yeah. he like slightly cross-eyed or something? And it's Almost. like, oh, okay, it's a little bit like because he was a big anyway. Never mind. Yeah, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I completely agree. It's so much fun. This film, really, really enjoy it. And I didn't think I would like it as much when I watched it. It was Mark who recommended it to me. Um, because obviously, like yeah. I like I like some of Todd Phillips' films. Yeah, Old School is one of my favorite films. Um, yeah. But obviously, like The Hangover is a you know uh, leave, uh, you know whatever. Yeah. They're not they're not great. Um, but and I I'm not a huge fan of Miles Teller. There's something I don't 
quite like about him, but uh, yeah, it, mm. it's good. It's a real, real good, good fun film. Um, interesting you're saying that about the super bad stuff. Uh, I'm reading Seth Rogen's autobiography or like memoir, you know, collection of memoirs or whatever. And yeah. there's one bit he's at, um, he, he's like, I think he's like 13 years old or 12 years old and he's about to start high school. Um, and he's at, there's a lot, they have little, everybody has like bar mitzvahs at that time. Um, sure. So, uh, and he's all, all the sort of cool kids and the cool, like cool boys and cool girls are dancing. And he's like, and I look to the side of me and there's just me and two other boys um, who I knew, I knew, I knew slightly, but would be a much bigger part of my life moving forward. The names were Evan and Fogle. <laughs> and that's, oh, amazing. And what yeah, they did was obviously when they, when they, when him and Evan wrote the script for Superbad, they used yeah. everybody's real names as well, apart from one yeah. girl, which is the Emma, Emma Roberts, not Emma Roberts, Emma Mr. Stone character, who basically Seth was in love with in real life, and yeah. she wouldn't clear her name to be used in the oh. film because it, because he was just like, and Too what weird. it was because because when he was when he when he I'll be really quick I know this is completely uh, sideline but yeah, when he was right. he used to do stand up when he was like he started stand up when he was thirteen and he used to have a joke yeah. about her in his stand up and because they only went out for like three days or something and she was really yeah. pissed off that he used oh. her name so out of everybody in the film she was the only one who said you can't use my name in the film gotcha. and he was like as if it's yeah, not I enough that he's been I'm in love with this girl all this time and like lusted after her <laughs> yeah. and then she yeah. completely custard pies him by no you can't use my name <laughs> wow. Yeah, cool. there you go. Okay, then, Gregory, would you say that War Dogs is Inception or The Cost of Deception, which currently has 1.5 stars on IMDb? <laughs> right, okay, that's, and that's all we need to know. Uh, I'll go for Inception, <laughs> please, David. I would also go for Inception. Where can we see War Dogs, Gregory? War Dogs is available to rent from all the usual places. Excellent. This is the news. Okay, not tons of news. Um, so the first one is off the back of those conversations we were having uh, last week or the week before about DC and all, all those crazy things going on with DC. Um, they have officially cancelled DC Fandom. So DC Fandom is that sort of like a um annual kind of kind of comic conny sort of thing you know like the d23 disney thing but it's obviously solely for 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 dc so they've just completely cancelled it this year which everyone's just like what what is going on over at dc it's just nuts Um, yeah very very strange with the return of Um, in-person events warner brothers discovery is exciting in a second let me just read the statement Regarding the cancellation of this year's events, uh, the event DC's statement read, read, with the person of in-person events, Warner Brothers Discovery is excited to be able to engage with our fans live at numerous Comic-Cons around the world and will not be scheduling DC Fandom for 2022. Such a non-statement that it's like, yeah, but yeah. we do other stuff. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be at other things. Great. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Okay, then. Cool. It's quite tragic, Um, isn't it? If you think of the scale of... Yeah, just like... What's uh, the D... What's it called? D... What's Disney's big thing called? The D23. D23 or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is in, like, four days or something? Exactly. And that's such a big deal. They're all such a big deal, the Disney events. And it's just sad, isn't it? It's like, oh... Bless you. Yes. You've tried, <laughs> and you keep trying. You could have given up a long yeah. time ago. I'm amazed you've lasted this far, <laughs> this far really. <laughs> um, so there's there's loads of other news, but I, I kind of just wanted to touch on sort of a few bits from Venice, because it's Venice Film Festival happening is, yes. right now. Um, so the first one is, so Darren Aronofsky. Okay, so Darren Aronofsky, we know who he's directed things like um, Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, The Fountain, Noah, mm. Mother, um, you know, a few a few others. Um, so, you know, very um, kind of controversial director. Some, some films are universally loved. Some films are universally panned. Um, yeah. However, his new film, 
It's called the whale, okay, and it uh, it, it uh, screened at um, Venice this weekend, and basically it stars Brendan Fraser, Fraser, yeah, Fraser, Fraser, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who I absolutely adore from The Mummy and things like that, uh, and it also yeah. stars uh, Sadie Sink, so Max from Stranger Things, oh. and what this is about. A reclusive English teacher living with severe obesity attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter for one last chance at redemption. And what it is, is Brendan Brenda Fraser plays this 42 stone man. So obviously there's going to be a lot of prosthetics involved. Um, sure. Trying to, re- as we say, trying to rekindle, uh, you know, the relationship with, with his daughter. Um, okay. And it got a six minute standing ovation. Well, actually, Brendan Fraser got a six minute standing ovation at Venice. <laughs> oh, wow. Just because apparently he is absolutely incredible in this film, and nice. they're already saying Oscars and all this sort of stuff for Brendan Fraser, and I'm like, bring wow. it on! I absolutely adore Brendan Fraser. So there you go. Um, that is super, that super may- cool. It sounds this is a sort of a bit of a deep cut, but the main main place I love Brendan Fraser from is like the best Scrubs, Scrubs episode ever. Uh, yeah, a few episodes. Uh, he's in a good few episodes, but yeah. yeah. The, He's ben, the one, ben, the brother. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's the one where he, he's dead. You know, the one where he's dead yeah. and he's, but he's yeah, taking yeah, yeah. the photos still, and that like, Cox doesn't something. Uh, that oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. I, should, I probably should have mentioned this before. Oh, um, <laughs> you're dead. You've oh, died. No. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> How did you? Anyway, we've done this with Christian. Um, yeah, I made what an what an episode. And is it um, Josh? Oh, what's the musician friend? And he does the song in it, and it's beautiful. I can't remember his name. Oh, Josh, uh, Josh Groban. Is it Groban? No, Groban? that's that's raised me up, isn't it? That guy, Joshua Raiden. That's it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so the next one I want to talk about from um, uh, Venice is Banshees of Inisherin. 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 Whatever. Okay. So this is Martin McDonough's next one. So obviously Martin McDonough who did in, in Bruges. He did three billboards outside of Missouri. Um and this stars Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleason again, reteaming, uh, as well mm. as Kerry Condon and what's his bloody name? Uh, oh Barry Keegan as well. Um oh, nice. looks very, very weird and, and strange. It's worth watching the uh, the trailer to try and get your head around it. But this one got a thirteen minute standing ovation at Venice this weekend. What? So, and they're just trying uh, to like, yeah. you just get an impression. I mean I think they do the audience this, are just uh, yeah. like yeah. My God. You'd be, yeah, I'd be exactly fed there up. you go. <laughs> but yeah it's meant to be pretty great and then the last one obviously I want to talk about is Don't Worry Darling. Um so Florence Pugh yes. skipped the uh, the press conference, but she did turn up for the actual premiere, um, and apparently people are saying it's all right, it's not terrible. Um, yeah. I think people expected it to be a bit of a shit show because of all the drama and all that sort of stuff behind the scenes, but people are saying it's actually all right, yeah. So okay, um, I'll um, be the I'm judge quite, of that. I'm quite interested in this um, white noise film. Uh, the, oh the yeah, that was we spoke about last week, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig, yeah. Don Cheadle. Um, yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I think, you know, in these times where we're getting fed up with like there'll be no films on, I think a summer's always crap for film releases anyway. Yeah. Like, there's got to be, you know, I think it'll pick up at some point. I, think, I just think there's no, like, blockbusters that are uh, slated, really. Mm. we got, like, Black Panther and things like that, but, you know, yeah. that's only November. I think that's November when that comes out, but anyway... Um, yeah, so that's kind of your news. Have we got an intro for TV chat? Uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> goes like this. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. TV chat. Cool, let's talk some TV. Let's start oh, yeah. with... I Gregory watched, and you're—I know this won't bother you whatsoever, but I watched the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power uh, on okay. Amazon Prime, um, and it's all right. Quite liked it actually. Yeah, um, you know, it's nice. we're in that world. It's set at like a good, you know, I think it's a thousand years before the events of Lord of the Rings, but uh, 
you know, there's a few familiar faces in there, or familiar kind of characters in there, not actually the faces. Um, uh, uh, what's her name from that film? <laughs> what's her name from that film we watched? Uh, <laughs> How is it down? Uh, uh, Saint Maud. Uh, Morphid Clark. So Maud okay. from Saint Maud. Do you remember that crazy film we watched? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays, Lenny Henry's she plays Gladriel. Yeah, Lenny Henry. Lenny, Lenny Henry, yeah, He's a yeah a, a hard foot, which is a, yeah I think a type of hobbit, but he's Irish in it, <laughs> which is just oh, like wow. okay. Just to say, Morphid Clark, she uh, she plays Galadriel, who Kate Blanchett plays in the film, um, and she's oh. really really good in it, which is quite cool Ooh. because I did not like Saint Maud. I mean, I did and I didn't. It was a, it's a I weird did. one. Um, I like Saint Maud. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with, with Rings of Power. It's fine. It's still early days. There's six more episodes um, to watch. And the whole thing cost £850 million to make. My God. So, yeah. Yeah, that's My ridiculous. God. Yes, correct. Too much money knocking around. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let us now talk about... Um, I've kind of slowed down a little bit on... Um, succession and i'll tell you why and i think i may have said this last week they're just horrible people and everything's oh, yeah. so negative and i just like i don't really look forward to watching it when i <laughs> when i had when i'm actually watching it i really enjoy it because it's like it is great and all the acting's fantastic and the scripts are wonderful things like that but i've really got to psych myself up to watch it because mm. it puts me in a really bad mood <laughs> so um, yeah i think it's going to be a slow it's, kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I I just think that I mean the cast are amazing Matthew McFadden's so good in it, yeah I think which I'm surprised because he was awful I always remember saying that um the gentleman was it the gentleman that guy Ritchie film yeah, he's in that and he's yeah. absolutely awful in it like yeah, yeah. and I think I'm quoted saying he's the worst actor in the world and then he won an Emmy the week after I said that yeah. for, uh, for for Succession but he is brilliant he's, in Succession he really he's is he's better playing American clearly um, yeah. Kieran Culkin <laughs> as well I just yeah, I, I just love how Kieran Culkin now is way more popular and successful yeah. than Corey Culkin uh, however like nice that he's having his time yeah however MVP of the whole thing is uh, Matthew McFadden as Tom, he's just so good. No, no. I said Matthew you said McFadden Kieran Culkin. Before. Oh, did you? Yeah, but before that, before that, I said Matthew McFadden. Were you not talking about? Oh, sorry. Well, oh, I completely got confused. I thought you were talking about Jeremy Strong. Oh right, no. Oh no, that's Jeremy. Strong. As, oh, yeah, as yeah, Kendall. Yeah, Jeremy Strong is in the general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's re-edit this. Just say Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Matthew McFadden's the MVP, though, isn't he, Greg? <laughs> Who plays Tom? <laughs> yeah. Great point you've made there, David. I wish I, I wish I got there first to make that point. Sorry, um, I got yeah. really confused. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I did, yeah, no. Yeah. I think Jeremy Strong is brilliant in it, and Blancock Blancock's amazing in it. I, I just think he's yeah. he's just so yeah. compelling and so so captivating. Uh, and of course, Sarah Sarah Snook uh, as uh, Shiv. Uh, I, I mean, I love them all. I just yeah. you just grow to love them all and all, the, all their ways, yeah. and it just gets. But at the end of the latest season, it gets so twisted. It's like Game of Thrones. Genuinely, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's like well, it amazing. is though, isn't it? That's you know, yeah. it's the same concept, really, isn't it? So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Is, yeah. Um, but to cheer myself up from not watching Succession, I have um, I have one episode left of season four of What We Do in the Shadows, um, nice. and it's just brilliant. It's so funny. Like, honestly, it just gets better. It's like The Office. And again, I've probably said this before. It's like The Office. The longer you spend with these characters, the more you just completely fall in love with them. And they are, oh, oh, it's just brilliant. And they take end of season three, there's a bit of a turn for one of the characters. And in in this series, the the character is taking a completely different direction. And it's hilarious what they do. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah, there you go. Okay, nice. We've both watched. Uh, we both up to date on She Hulk. Yes, I think so. I mean, I put the third episode on. I'll be honest with you, because the third episode was very much more courtroom based. I was kind of switching off. Courtroom it, procedural. Procedural. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, was, wasn't was great. Was the, third, the third episode. Um, no. but um, I will say I was texting you, texting you, wasn't I? Um, yeah, I absolutely love um. 
shit, what's his name? Um, Tim Roth. What's his name? Tim Roth. Uh, Tim Roth is Tim Roth. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So good. And <laughs> uh, it's yeah. just that with, I don't know, that, I, I think it's the, the contrast of that, you know, Cockney accent sort of thing, but it's just so, he's just so, yeah. Slightly the way he thinks about his words, he's just, I don't know, so calculated. <laughs> Same time, I just absolutely yeah. love him. It's such a treat. It's nice to see him doing something a bit different as well, but even even doing something different with that character, you know, it was a bit of a nothing character in like the old, the, that Incredible Hulk film, but to kind of take him and give him a different spin, I think is quite interesting and is quite fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I hate to be that guy, but some of the some of the effects in She-Hulk are oh, just shocking. Dreadful. And it sounds, sounds, sounds awful saying that because like I couldn't do it, but I'm surprised Marvel has released it because it, it I mean, some of them are really well, quite embarrassing. Jennifer herself, when she is She-Hulk, it, I, she just yeah. doesn't look lifelike at all like at no, all it's just no. weird it's like almost looks like can you remember years ago that playstation advert that everyone was amazed by with that girl face on do you, I don't know. oh yeah <laughs> yeah i do yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and everyone's like whoa it looks amazing so it looks so real and like, obviously that's like 25 yeah. years ago she looks like that, like, not like <laughs> that, but like it looks like the same technology as back yeah. then. It's just yeah. so jolly. But it's when she walks as well in in that big suit. It just everything just looks really weird. Like yeah. it does look like a cut scene from a PlayStation game, doesn't it? It's really weird. Yeah, really odd. Which really just odd. begs the question: like, do you really want to put like a completely, you know, computer animated? Um, yeah, all right, it's probably motion capture and all that sort of stuff, but a complete, you know, a, a computer anima- animated main character in a TV show, which is going to have a, lim- a more limited budget. I genuinely yeah. think, but the whole genuinely Hulk, think, great, that, <laughs> yeah, uh, but genuinely yeah. think they would have done better by painting a green and doing a bit of yeah. Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid, like yeah, yeah, yeah. perspective stuff on it. Yeah, on it. Like genuinely, I think that, that would have been better. Weird. Really weird. weird. There you go, um, and that's that's it. Are you watching House of Dragons? I've not watched it yet. I think I'm going to save it all. Yes, I'm watching House of Dragon. I'm very much uh, enjoying it. It is ah. uh, uncomfortable viewing. Um, yeah, it is. You know, as you can expect from the uh, the, the mind of George Martin. Yeah. Uh, he, um, yeah. Some of it is like, oh God, really? Twelve year old <laughs> wife. Um, it's just <laughs> bizarre um, but having said that as I said last week Paddy, Paddy Constantine brilliant Matt Smith brilliant yeah. um, the girl I forget her name who um, plays uh, Paddy Constantine, Constantine's daughter who's basically Daenerys 2.0 um, yeah oh, well the, yeah, there's a big shake up in a few weeks because it's doing a time jump isn't it so I think like a lot of the, those uh, characters Aren't going to be like so. She isn't going to be in it much longer. Millie Alcock. That's what she's called. Right. Yeah. And there's another character who I was reading about it, but I, I think it jumps maybe like five, ten years or something. So she's going to be changed. And there's another female character who is then replaced by the girl from Sound of Metal. You know, the girlfriend in Sound of Metal, yeah. like who's in the band. She takes over. She'll take over. Olivia Quick, yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Who, cool, man. who is unrecognisable compared to yeah, um, like the Rollers and Metal one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, cool. I'm doing that. Uh, like I say, doing a bit of strange things. Um, and yeah, bits and bobs, that's about it. So, released this week on... Netflix is a new thriller uh, directed by Babak Anvari, uh, written and directed by Babak Anvari, starring, uh, well, a slew of um, familiar faces. So we've got George McKay, we've got Hugh Bonneville, Kelly McDonald's in there, and a few others. Um, and it's this sort of like home invasion thriller um, I came by. And basically what it does, it follows these, well... Does it? Eh. Follows these graffiti artists who discover a shocking secret that will put him and the the other ones, uh, sorry, that will put him and the ones closer to him in danger. So what it is the the um, 
they break into sort of rich people's houses and they graffiti this big sort of tag on the wall um, I came by. They choose to, well, as, there's ins and outs of the story, but one of them chooses uh, this judge's house, the judge is played by Hugh Bonneville, um, to go and tag uh, the walls. And when he goes in, it essentially goes south. He discovers some shocking secrets. Um, and that's kind of where maybe we leave it. What would you say? Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get bored and just reveal what's in this basement a little bit. It's not really a spoiler because you find out in the first like, yeah. third of the film. Um, yeah, basically, this, this is the strange thing about things that wear the Netflix badge. And I think it's a bit of a red herring, really, because we've spoken about the fact that Netflix have this... Sorry, um, just to almost. interrupt. Um, it's shit. Let's just put, <laughs> just put that <laughs> yeah. out there. Continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Netflix have this sort of mark of quality or, or feel like they do compared to a lot of the other streaming services. Um, yeah. and, and I think it is a bit of a, bit of a red herring because, you know, we've spoke about, I think things like red notice where, you know, that these things are packaged well, uh, I think by Netflix mm. and, and sort of presented well on the face of it. Um, they might, some of them have relatively high budgets, but essentially the actual, you know, the filmmaking behind them, is at the very least very very mainstream for the masses, and we've spoken about yeah. this thing about how it feels like a lot of these things um, are, are created by a committee. It's literally getting the algorithm and yeah. what are people going to be engaged with. Tick 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 tick, and and what you lose in doing that is um, the the sense of the heart and the creativity of of uh, of a production. This for me felt like nothing better than an ITV three part drama um shoved yeah. into in, in, into yeah. in one straight two hours. Um not least you know and it's a shame really because you know set in set in the UK, you know, th- you think oh Netflix are making something set in the UK. It could be they're like a British really good British band. I know it's got film four back in as well. Um right. You know, Hugh Bonneville is quite a sort of marketable name now, and 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 I'll say that actually, Hugh Bonneville's um, character playing this villain of this, um, you know, this very sinister ex-judge character. I think the idea for the character is great, and I think his performance is objectively good. And but it's almost yeah. like they had the idea for the character, they had the idea of the sinister dark character and what he might be doing in a secret, what might, might be keeping in the basement. And they had that idea and they built this story ab- around it, which essentially is rubbish. It's you know, all the, yeah. other ca- all the characters <laughs> are cliched. George Mackay is a very cliched, rebellious, um teenager young man who you know yeah. has got a disgruntled mother who he has a bad relationship with guess what his dad died a few years ago and that's the source uh-huh. of all his sort of problems and rebellion yeah. um and and it feels like they were almost making it up as they went along i, I just yeah. think it's a nice idea and i said to jane last night as we were watching it I, we we were not gonna lie we i was i was what i was glued to it i was watching it i was like hooked on it but in a really trashy way yeah. And I, as it came to a conclusion, I said to Jane, I said, nice idea, just terribly executed. Yeah. And nothing really mattered in the end. Go on, what do you think? And I just hated all the little things in it. Like the pacing was just ridiculous. You didn't know, like, it didn't give you any sense of time scale. So one minute, <laughs> like, you know, the, one of the character's girlfriend says she's pregnant, and you're like, all oh, right, okay. And then somebody goes missing, and then they're looking yeah. for him. And then the next minute, the girlfriend's seven months pregnant. And you're like, wait, so that person's been missing for like six months? Because yeah. I thought it was like an hour or something. You're like, oh, oh right. And the yeah. police haven't done anything about Okay, interesting. All right. And then the baby's like a year old, and you're like, what the f- is going on like what like yeah, what yeah. is what is happening so, what, so so you kind of have like like so somebody might somebody will go missing and they're looking for them and you go well they'll probably still be alive and then the next yeah. minute it's like a year late and you're like oh so they're, they're definitely dead there yeah, <laughs> like i don't know it's dead. just really weird <laughs> very strange um another thing I, I didn't i didn't find like all right again like hugh bonneville like you were saying like is is on paper the performance is is good however i didn't find him particularly imposing i didn't find him particularly um 
threatening. Why can't anybody sort of, you know, take this guy down? The only thing, the the sort of the only glimpse of him being like powerful in any sorts of way is that he plays squash. Yeah, good. So do I. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah. what does that tell you? Nothing. Um, there's there's some really strange strange decisions made in the film. Like, and again, they try they try and make him this super creepy, like twisted character, but it just doesn't pay off. There's one point he he basically like almost like comes clean to a police officer, but like. You like really like yeah. he sort of twitches and goes like, "I thought you were one of the clever ones," or something, you know, something like that to the police officer. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Why what that? is yeah. What? Okay, right. But, okay, yeah, then. Yeah, well, that's stupid. Um, the whole thing, like again, like as it sort of ends. This is why you were saying like it, it should have. Well, it probably was still would have been a bit naff, but if it was like a three-part drama, you know, about each victim or whatever. But like as it ends, and the pol- you can see the flashes of like the police, you know, the sirens and all that sort of stuff. The most cheesy kind of like Holby City esque music plays, you know, like uh, um, you know what I mean? Just like proper, almost like they've just gone onto like a. Um, uh, like a royalty free music tree, site yeah. and gone and gone yeah like dramatic and dramatics credits music <laughs> or something like that so that comes yeah. on and you're like oh god that's awful and then all of a sudden bloody tears for fears plays oh yeah i said that to jane it's like why are they playing tears for fears so yeah. weird so and then i'm just kind of like i sat back after watching it and i was like right well that was awful i was like is it trying to say something? well i think it's trying to say something about like immigration and all this sort of stuff but i'm like I, I, maybe there's a metaphor in there somewhere, but uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it was that bit where it that, was that bad. Like, you, know, you know the masseuse when the masseuse escapes from his house yeah, yeah, and comes yeah. out the window, and Kelly McDonald's yeah. character's like there and like helps him, and then it cuts and she's on a laptop, and I'm what I'm thinking yeah. is is it is this a flashback? No, it's five years later. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, it, it's it's odd. It was really, very really bad. It, but this is. But this, I like you say the thoughts was, there, but it was just poor. It was yeah, not good, not good. I just think Netflix is getting this habit of just making any old trash. I, th- I actually find it as a, as a consumer quite insulting. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's like you know you're just making this stuff for us to swallow up, and you know it's crap. But you know people are going to watch it, and it's like there's no sort yeah. of respect of the audience anymore. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, has there been respect for an audience for years? I don't know. Whatever. Don't know. Anyway, Gregory, um, I came by. Would you say? Would you say I came by is romancing the stone or home sweet home alone? Home sweet home alone, please. It's trash and similar. Yeah. Yeah, similar sort of thing going on there. I agree. Where can we watch I Came By, Gregory? Oh, he's disappeared. It's available on Netflix now. Go watch it. <laughs> ah, PG Tips. I'm just going to give you a little So Solid You. Uh, this weekend in our second Disney uh, World, we went down um, Sunday morning. Got bloody <laughs> on, on uh, picnics <laughs> again. It was ridiculous, but anyway, whatever to keep my sons happy. Um, it was so fun as well. Like we got there. And like I opened the door for Ben, and he ran straight in to like the screen and went automatically to where we sat last time as well. Oh, which was that's cool! Thank you. And like sat down, and he was like dead happy, dead excited, and but it was to eat the sweets as well. Um, and yeah, we watched DC's League of Super Pets. Um, wow. wasn't quite as successful as last time when we watched Minions. Uh, ben, he was very happy all the way through, mm. but wanted to kind of run around a lot more um, than last time, which is fine. I think we said it's probably because the film probably wasn't as uh, engaging for him as as, as Minions was. Mm. Um, 
and we we left. I think I think I think we left maybe like fifteen minutes before the end because he was just getting so hyper and so like he was dead happy. It was brilliant, but he was just so happy, and so hyper, and we were both like people like although it's an autism friendly screen and you and you can get up and you can be noisy and things like that people are still there to watch a film and it's not it isn't <laughs> yeah, a play a playground do you know what i mean i think what he wanted he wanted just to run around not watch the film so we were like well let's let's go because we can do this anywhere do you know what i mean so uh, if he was just getting up and you know every now and again it's fine but he was just he was full on like hyper but anyway, uh, DC's League of Super Pets. So this stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Crypto, Superman's dog. <laughs> um, yep. yep. Yes, yes, it does. Um, and basically what it is is Crypto is like he's he's um, struggling with this relationship because him and Superman, voiced by John Krasinski, are best friends. But Lois Lane comes on the scene and she, uh, you know, she's coming between them and he can't deal with it very well. Right. Whilst this is happening... <laughs> believe this believe it or not whilst this is happening a guinea pig voiced by kate mckinnon who has been tested on as a guinea pig by lex <laughs> luther gets hold of some orange kryptonite to take over the world because she loves lex and she wants to break him out of prison um yep good okay <laughs> oh dear. it was fine it was fine um the trailer you know, made it, it look so it, good <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's all right. It, it was what it was. Like, check this out for a voice cast though. And what I will say is, some of these people, I get pretty big names, literally pop up just to say like the odd line, and then they disappear. Right. So you got Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Crypto, Kevin Hart plays Ace, Kate McKinnon plays Lulu the Giddy Pig, John Krasinski is Superman, Vanessa Bayer is is PB the Pig, Natasha uh, Leon Leon is Merton, Diego Luna. Who we're going to see in a few weeks in uh, Andor is Chip. Mark Maron is Lex Luthor. Keanu Reeves is Batman. Um, Olivia Wilde is Lois Lane. Uh, who else? We got Jamila Jamil is Wonder Woman. Jermaine Clement is Aquaman. Um, and there's loads and loads of other names there. But some of these people literally just pop up and say a couple of lines, and then they disappear. It's like, wow, you got Keanu Reeves to do that. That's okay, yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. Um, okay. But you know, it does. It did what it says on the team. Me and Max were laughing. Uh, you know, quite a lot. There were some good, f- funny lines in there. There's a really sad scene um, that caught us both off guard about uh, Kevin Hart's character, this like uh, boxer dog, and why he yeah. why he got sent to the pound or whatever. And we like, we were both like, oh god. Oh, oh, really? oh, I looked at Max and she was just like, oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, that suckered us. But I, I, yeah, it was what it was. The boys liked it um, to a certain extent. So, yeah, there you cool. go. That was uh, DC's League of Super Pets. Okay, David, would you say this film <laughs> is. We don't do sure, we... these, do we? No, we don't, actually. But you can see it. Um, you could probably rent it now somewhere, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it was in a cinema. There you go. Cool. Okay. Choo choo. Okay, then. So we are now here at the War Dogs station. I'm going to take a slightly uh, contrived line. Let's put it that way, Greg. Um, And we are going to take the line that is based on a magazine article. (laughs) Hey, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yes, we can. So there's loads and loads of great films that are based on sort of articles uh, from like Rolling Stone magazine outside, uh, all that sort of stuff. So we are going to go to, so we're taking that line and we're going to go to 2015's Spotlight. Okay, so I have seen Spotlight. You've not seen Spotlight, Greg. I want to watch it again. It's a tough watch, but it is a very, very good watch. So basically what this is, true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover-up within the local Catholic Archdiocese. I don't know what that means, uh, what that says. Uh, Anyway, the Catholic Church cover-up, shaking the entire Catholic Church to its core. Um, 
yeah, it's a tough watch, but it's a very good watch, and it's got an absolutely amazing cast. Just run through this cast. Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rich McAdams, Liev Schreiber, uh, John Slattery, Tucci, um, <laughs> et al. There's loads, loads in there. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Spotlight. Where can we see Spotlight, Gregory? Spotlight is available everywhere, like Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, Sky, Now TV, all that. Okay then, Greg, what the hell is on the box for you this week? A couple of things. Uh, seen that on BBC4 tomorrow night, uh, so that's Thursday, 10.15pm, uh, This Is Spinal Tap is on, uh, on Ooh, yeah. BBC4, so if you've not seen it before, uh, take this opportunity to set it to record on your set-top box. Uh, also... Not not so much a recommendation, but worth noting that Thor: Love and Thunder uh, comes out to yeah. Disney Plus this week as well. Um, it's it's not a good film, and it's and it, it saddens <laughs> me that it's a Taika film that's not. Yeah. Brilliant. However, if you've not seen it, yeah. that's the opportunity to see it on Disney Plus. What, what about you, David? I think is it Disney Plus Day? I think. Um, I, th- I think that's a thing now. Um, okay. Yeah, what's streaming on Disney Plus Day? Um, there's, there's some other good stuff on there, I think, that's coming. Um, but, yeah, so Thor, Love of Pinocchio comes out. There's, like, an Obi-Wan, um, uh, like, documentary. There's that Cars TV show. There's some more. Um, uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, other things. Cool. Fair dues. Um, cool. I'm going to finish what we do in the shadows. I'm going to watch um, uh, the Lord of the Rings thing again um and i'm also i've got a list of films that i'm just trying to get my way through that through that i've I've not seen that i should have seen so one i'm going to watch is called dark city which came out um in the 90s but it always gets real good reviews so i i want to i want to watch that so i'm going to track that down and watch that as well splendid Uh, okay yeah so let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week There we have it. We got, oh, is that your notebook? Oh, that's my just out. Yeah, throwing it. Just... I think you're you showing me something for a minute. No, um, good. <laughs> okay. right. You How wish. On this weekend. Add some that. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> um, my <laughs> lovely wife is out, out on two nights this weekend. So I am okay. daddying the shit out of uh, both Friday and Saturday. And so I mean, I daddy this shit out of all every day, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, no, also I'll be entertaining my children uh, cool. on my lonesome all weekend. How about you? Uh, I am out with your wife for two nights this weekend. <laughs> 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 so I did there. Uh, yeah, too yeah. missed me. Uh, <laughs> I no, uh, I genuinely don't know what this is. Me and James started this. We did it this weekend. We got to Friday. We were like, what are we doing this weekend? I don't know. Let's wow. just see what happens, and it's nice. I've got some plans for your birthday. Birthday gift. Um, oh, I'm thinking right, okay. more. Well, I'm not going to say anything because it's your birthday in a couple of weeks. Um, it is. What day does your birthday fall on, Gregory? Let's have a look. Saturday. It's a Thursday. Saturday. So actually, next week. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah, oh, yours is the 17th, isn't it? Not the 15th. My dad's is the 16th. I always forget whether yours is the day before or the day after. It's a Saturday. Okay. So next week is technically your birthday episode. Do you want to do anything? Ah, do you want to, um, you know, do you want a, a little quiz or something? Do you want a little, uh, I don't know. What do you want? Fine, uh, whatever. Surprise me. Surprise me. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll I'll come up with something quirky for next week's episode. Uh, password cool. this week, of course, is going to be. Oh, of course, the password this week <laughs> is going to be tattoos. So tattoos. Uh, yeah, show us, send us send us a picture of your tattoo. Send and book in some new tattoos. Actually, are we get? Why have we not got an Arkham Carver's tattoo yet? I know we do need to do that. Should I do it. I want to get some. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. Me and Max are gonna get a little Harry Potter tattoo each because we're geeks. I want to get a Chili Peppers <laughs> tattoo just because. Why the f- not? I want to get a Blink yeah. tattoo. I just want to get a little one eight two somewhere that nobody can see. Um, yeah, and then an Arkham nobody Carver needs to tattoo. see that. Screw you, man. <laughs> uh, but I went to 
that party the other day, and I've come home with some candy sticks with tattoos. So they go when go when you pretend they were cigarettes. Yeah, that's what I was doing when you came on. This a little Harley Quinn tattoo. I might nice. put that somewhere and wait for my wife to find it. We oui. cool. Anyway, nice. um, yeah. so tattoos <laughs> is the uh, yeah. password this week. Fantastic, good stuff. Thank you everybody for listening. You can of course. Buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash dance and film pod. Send us your questions, send us your reviews, send us your thoughts on things. Have a listen to Brett McKenzie's new album. It's 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 oh, fine. Is, I mean it's yeah. alright. You know what I mean? Yeah, great. Um like the podcast, share the podcast, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Um yeah. Thanks a lot. I'll see you see you soon, Greg. Cheers. See you next week, David. I love you. Tara, love you too. Goodbye.